0: The Cal Halbert Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading and listening to this week's episode of The Cal Halbert Podcast. You've all been so amazing listening to all these pods, so thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. If you want to support the podcast, you can uh, on our Patreon. It It gives you access to all the guests that are coming up and you have a chance to put some questions to them as well so all the details are in the link below my guest this week is dan marchetti he's a reality star been on uh, th- we went into depth on the conversation about uh coach trip because we all know my love of brendan uh, so it's a very very funny interview i hope you enjoy it and here we go <laughs> the cal halbert podcast well, I'm very pleased to say on the show today on the Cal Halbert podcast, I've got the one, the only, the fabulous Dan Marchetti. Hiya, Dan. How are you?
1: Hello. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs>
0: oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for doing it. I, it is very much your time that I need because I am sitting doing nothing at the moment. But, uh, you know. Dave,
1: no, it's fine. It gives me something to do as well.
0: <laughs> Dan, we best know you as a reality TV star. So you've been on the likes of Coach Strip. You've been on Strip Date as well. Is going on reality TV, is that something you've always wanted to do? Um, yeah,
1: to be honest, ever since I was, I'd say, about six or seven, I was one of these kids who was like, mom one day I'm going to be famous but when I was younger for me it always used to be I want to be an actor because drama is like kind of the thing that I sort of like specialise in then that's like what I've got a degree in um so I always wanted to be on things like EastEnders or like Corridor Street that was all I used to say but um as I got older that sort of passed and it was more sort of like I want to like represent myself more than play a character kind of thing. You know, I feel like all the personalities do it. So, yeah, that's where it kind of turned into reality TV then. So, yeah, I guess I would say so. Definitely. Reality is more my forte.
0: (laughs) I know what you mean, because if you did go into EastEnders or something, so like Natalie Cassidy, she can't. Like I think about these guys. I'm an EastEnders fan over Corey personally. There's not a single day where, like, uh, Patsy Palmer, who does Bianca, there's not a single day in her life where she can be walking down the street and someone in a white van hasn't rubbed the window down and gone, Ricky! At her. Do you know, it's never happened. Like
1: <laughs> Well you mean? That's what I said. I would kind of, like, rather play myself as opposed to, you know, she'll never forget that everyone knows there's Bianca. And same with Natalie as you said, like, Sonia, she'll never live that. Do you know what I mean? It'll follow you for life kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's good in one where, you know, you get your face out there, but then not really your face, your, you know, character kind of thing.
0: But yeah, I also imagine there's a lot of people. So like, if you're like one of the soap hard men, so like if you're Phil Mitchell or someone like that, but there's loads of like drunk idiots that come up and want to spark you out. Do you know what
1: I mean? <laughs> You have like these big, terrible storylines where you're like a villain. You get people like coming up to you in the street, hitting you with their handbags, the grannies or whatever. I can do that. I mean, i never live it down. So yeah, I don't think that's for me. No, I don't want to be a soap star anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you said you always wanted to, you said to your, your mum, oh, I'm always going to be, fa- I'm going to be famous, all this sort of thing. You said you studied acting and you wanted to be in EastEnders and Corrie. What was, uh, what were your influences then? Who did you look up to in, in terms of acting before you got into reality TV?
1: Um, well, to be honest with you, I as as I said previously like it was always like the soaps kind of thing I think being you know a, a Brit anyway the soaps are you know everyone watches them and like growing up I don't know there used to be a lot I used to think they were a lot better when I was younger than I do now <laughs> I'd sit there with my mom and dad and watch EastEnders then watch Corey on them. you know I'd get all excited for it um but I don't know like back then it was just like there wasn't one person in particular it was just the thought of being on the you know obviously if you see standards Edward wants to be a Mitchell don't they you know you've got or last the dream or i don't know yeah something like that but i don't know it was just the idea of being on there as opposed to like looking up at, at, at one kind of person um but then yeah like you said like i did an acting degree obviously i live in wales south wales in the valleys typically enough um so there's no work really for yeah. where i live if i wanted to kind of get into like acting and tv i would ask moves like london or like manchester you know but um Yeah, that was when I kind of started looking into like reality TV shows more than as, you know, like acting because of just the opportunities where I live. There isn't any really, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you say you're from the Valleys. And like, I live in Newcastle upon Tyne. So the amount of times, if I mention I live in Newcastle, the amount of times people look at me and go, oh, why hey man? Fog on the Tyne? Do you go, all right, okay, yeah, okay, brilliant, great. But I imagine you must get the amount of times if you said, oh, yeah, I'm from Wales, how often do you get a Gavin and Stacey quote thrown at you?
1: Every single time. I mean, I went to uni, and every, every single English person attended to me would just start speaking like NASA you know they'll be like oh what's occurred in you what I?" like <laughs> there you go you get it it's either Gavin and Stacey or you get a comment about sheep if you are Welsh, <laughs> or um yeah just and the valleys as well obviously everyone remembers a TV show the valleys as well so lots of people are like oh you're from the valleys are you? and I'm like yeah I actually am you know <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you, uh, what was the first reality TV show that you you went onto? So, and and when was it that you kind of went right? I'm going to go reality TV rather than the acting result. Obviously, you said that the the opportunities in the valleys and South Wales aren't there. But yeah. at what point did you go right? I'm going for reality TV now. Okay, so
1: I was in the middle of my acting degree. It was my like second year of my university degree, my drama um, degree. And I literally used to just look on like the ITV website and things like that. And it says like looking for these types of people. So the first one, it was strip date. Um, I don't know if we ever heard a strip date. And it was meant to be just a one season thing. It was like, you know, a few episodes to see where the public liked it. And I applied for it and did like a Zoom interview and literally on the Zoom interview, they were like, yeah, we'd love to use you for it. And it was literally that short of a casting period. I think the next week I went and filmed it. Um, and I filmed it with Bradley Hunt. I don't know if you know Brad.
0: Yes, didn't, didn't he go on? He was on The X Factor, was he not?
1: That's Brad off The X Factor. So that was when I first met Brad and we did that TV show together, um, at Strip Date, and I think I was like... God, that must have been like seven years ago now. A long time ago. So I was like quite young and I was new to it all. And oh my God, was I scared doing my first TV show. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> where did you study at uh, university? Which uni did you um, go to?
1: I studied in Cardiff University. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like obviously English people then came to like Cardiff Union and things as well, which is where like the Gavin Stacy things come into it, you know. Um, But yeah, so I I worked was in Cardiff and I moved there as well so I was like living there for three years in my student accommodation and um, yeah like I said so I just did like one video one zoom chat and they were like yeah we'd love to use you for it um, and the next week I went to London then got the train down to London on my own I was so scared I was on the <laughs> <laughs> different trains because I get the tube as well or oh, nightmare it was but um, yeah so my first tv show was Strip Date and it was where, like, you dress then before you get to meet them. So, right. like, describe your ideal match, then, what they would look like or sort of outfit they would wear on your first date. Um, so I, obviously, being Welsh, chose, like, a rugby player type of man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess this poor boy Brad now in like jogging bottoms, a Welsh rugby top, and like I I don't know I was picturing someone completely different. So obviously what what I seen, um, but it was so so funny. Like that was probably one of the f- most t- fun I've had filming TV show before. <laughs> like that one, I don't know what, what it was about. It. it was just so fun.
0: How did Brad take it though? Because did what did uh, what did you have to dress? How, how did he? what like what, so, what outfit did he send to you
1: well he dressed me in like a pair of just like um checkered trousers like a white shirt i had like a blazer on and then i dressed <laughs> in in a rugby top so we just looked like complete opposite he wasn't <laughs> imagine like that those videos still out there on youtube and um yeah it, it's just our faces when we see each other it's not what we expected to be like hidden with but over oh, oh, it oh so funny so yeah i was dressed in like almost a suit and he was there in like trackies and a, a welsh rugby top <laughs>
0: <laughs> and anybody that that knows brad and has seen him on the x factor and said so, because was it brad Tavio was that the uh, the the, the um, yeah. singing thing he was in and um yeah. uh, any anyone that's seen that they you you can tell that brad can't hide his emotions very well can he
1: <laughs> his face was a picture yeah it was funny, it really, really. But obviously, that makes great TV, then, doesn't it? So you know, it, it went well all round. But yeah, it was really, really funny. So I was the first one I did a strip date. Mm-hmm. Really, that was fun.
0: And then what happened after that? So and, and also, how how much of it is um, kind of like I I don't want to say faked, but like kind of like manufactured because I did the I've done Britain's Got Talent and me and, uh, me and my double act partner we did uh BGT did a, an impressions double act and stuff and and it's just a conveyor belt of people just coming in and out that that's what the that shows like so how much was strip date manufactured so to speak
1: um I mean to be honest with you it was well the voiceover for it was Vicky Pattinson as well so obviously Vicky off George Shaw um I didn't get to meet Vicky. I didn't even know that Vicky was doing the show until, like, it aired on TV. So she was, like, the voiceover. Um, But then, like, a lot of it, not going to lie, that is probably one of the less scripted shows that I have done with Strip Date because it was, like, purely, like, your reaction. And they had me, like like i couldn't see where i was dressed up until like the moment when i walked out to a mirror and then i was dressed like in that so and obviously he was dressed in what he was wearing and he had to facetime his friends i had to facetime my friends so a lot of that was like you know honest reactions obviously sometimes you'll say something and under like the pressure like you know you're like um trip upon your own words or something to the producer, like, right stop Right. Say that again. And like, you know, that that kind of aspect of it. But I wouldn't really say it's like scripted or anything. You know, the the only part of that really is probably like Vicky's voiceover. You know, she probably has a script that she reads from. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of the most like realistic shows that i had done, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Then what was your next show that you did? So you did Strip Date. That was you said about seven years ago. What was your next show?
1: Then after that was Coach Trip. The- Love Coach
0: Trip. Massive guilty pleasure. Love it.
1: Yeah, so basically I only found out about the Code Strip audition because Brad from Strip Date told me about it because Brad had done Coat Strip before. So obviously me and Brad, like after this show, like we started like speaking on social media, you know, we're still quite friendly now. Um, So he's like, Dan, listen, I think you should really audition for it. Um, I think they'd love you, blah, 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 blah. Um, So I found the application online, downloaded it, sent it off, sent pictures of me and my friend because obviously you audition as... A pay kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because uh, that for people that don't know Coach Trip, it's where couples go on. And when we say couples, it's in the loose term of it. it could be two friends, it could be a a mother and daughter, mother and son, could be two brothers, it could be a couple, so to speak. And you go on the show, and you you get voted off over time, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So um, th- that's what the idea of the show is. You know, you and your friend, or as you said, like anyone, it could be a, literally anyone. To you, go on this show, um, and then there's other couples on the bus. They say like um eight of you, so say like four or five couples at one time, um, and you travel around Europe on this coach, and each night you vote each other off um basically like the least favorite couple, the one you don't get on with, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I filled out the application for me and my friend in university at the time, sent it off. They were like, they rang me within like a week again, was like, Can you come to Birmingham to audition face to face with us? Obviously, this all pre COVID, so this like yeah. five years. Um. So I literally was like Oh my god we have to go to Birmingham We drove down to Birmingham from Cardiff Um, Auditioned And the audition process was I, d- I don't know if anyone's ever Like auditioned for a TV show But that was one of the most fun auditions that I've done So there's like five or six of you couples in a room together and they get you to like play games and interact with each other. And they kind of like four or five producers just sitting there, like just watching you all like making notes on you, you know, deciding which couple they like the most. Um, so that was our then we drove back from Birmingham to Cardiff. Like, what city- sort
0: of games were you doing though? What like Kaplunk and things like that?
1: <laughs> like there was, there was like Twister was there and, um, There was other stuff like challenges where you were like put things in order of like um, correct like history facts and things. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a writer's tool when it comes to like history. (laughs) (laughs) And literally the producers were like laughing at me. Like I'm not even joking. Like I think we were like one of the most fun couples in that room because all the other couples were really, really quiet and like they were quite older as well. Like obviously me and my friends were, well, I was like 20 at the time and she was like 23, 24 um, and all the other couples were like 40 to 50s. So me and Bex were like my friend, really, really loud, outgoing and things and all these other couples were really quiet. Um, So yeah, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now. No, no, Um, not at all. Drove back from Birmingham and then literally the next day I had a phone call and it was one of the producers from Coach trip. Um, So I answered. they were like, listen, Dan, so we need to speak to you about something. So I'm like, oh God, we're we're not going to get on the show. (laughs) They were like, "We love you, but we're not so keen on your friend. We think that your friend's a bit too quiet for the coach." And I was like, "Oh my god, what do you mean?" I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" And they were like, "So we want you to come on the bus as a solo, as a solo act." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "I'm going to need to speak to my friend about this first because obviously, it, you know, I felt terrible on my friend there at the same of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: awful." I know, yeah, really, really grim, isn't it? So, um, literally, like my friend lived in my student accommodation. So, I literally went to her and like, sat her down and I was like, listen, like, Coach Shiver phoned me. Um, they've asked me to go on on my own. And she was like, oh my God, amazing. She was like, go for it, do it. Like, how many times are you going to get this opportunity to do something like this? She was like, don't let me hold you back, go for it, do it. And at the same time, like, I feel terrible. But then, she was so nice about it. She was like, you know, go for it, do it seriously. Um, I mean, you know, still like really, really good friends now. You know, uh, so it all worked out in the. D-
0: does any does that ever get brought up though in an argument? Saying yeah, and you went on court strip without me. How dare you? <laughs> and actually, she's actually
1: really, really okay with it. But then, <laughs> I, looking back, she didn't even really want to do it. I kind of forced her to do it with me. I was like, come on, Bex, like, please come on, me me, kind of thing. Um. So she kind of half didn't want to go on the show at the same time, you know? So it, it worked out for the best in the end. You know, I sound te- like a terrible person to say this, though. <laughs> Still friends, guys, you know? <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, and then I rang up through do and I was like, listen, yeah, she said, you know, to do it. She's happy for me to go do it. Um, so they were like, Fab, okay, so you are going to be going on Code Strip. They said... We don't know when you're going to go on. We will literally ring you 48 hours before and you need to be ready to leave. So literally the same day now, I packed my suitcase ready because they said you could be flying out anytime from next week to four weeks after it kind of thing. Um, Bloody hell. I know. Yeah, really, really. It it was like a real win that time. So basically the night before I went on coach trip, being a uni student, obviously I'm out, I'm, I'm partying. (laughs) <laughs> fall off one of the producers. And they're like, it's only about seven o'clock, so I'm just in pre-drinks. So I haven't gone out or anything yet. And I'm like, hello. And they're like, hi, is that Dan? I'm like Yeah. She's like, hi, my name's blah from Coach. She's like, so I'm just ringing in to let you know that um, you'll be flying out tomorrow afternoon from um, I can't remember. I flew from. I think it was Birmingham again. You'll be flying out from Birmingham to Nice in France. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm at a party right now, so. It literally the next day there, and I was hungover, and I had get they brought a taxi service to me from Cardiff to Birmingham. And then I get on a flight and just go on coach trip. It was crazy.
0: That is crazy because this is the one thing that that's baffled me. Like I've thought about maybe I would go on coach trip just because I love Brendan. I've got such a love for Brendan. I adore him. I think he's fabulous. And but the the problem is is that. I wouldn't know how much to pack, you know, because you could be there for you, you get a day's grace, don't you? And then you get a if if you're horrible, you get a yellow card, then a red card, and you could be gone, or you could be there for four weeks. You could be there for the whole thing. So I would have no idea what to pack.
1: Yeah, well, the good thing is that obviously they do understand. You know, it's really short notice the producers and obviously the TV production team. So what they do is if you're there longer than seven days, they wash your clothes for you for free. So that like oh, whatever, get in. Whatever hotel you're in, there's like a laundry service, and obviously they'll just take your suitcase, they'll wash all your clothes, to you and then you just have them all back. But then obviously you've got to double wear things on TV, which is the other awkward part. But um, it's not like Love Island where you get on a free wardrobe on code strip, you know, yeah, you the clothes that you video. So I think I did like two pairs of jeans, two pairs of shorts, and like six t-shirts, and that was that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. really short notice. Um, so yeah. With the suitcase scenario at least you get your clothes washed that's the upside to it and you get one that's day, all right, yeah one day off. so it's if you're there for like longer than se- if you're there for seven days on your seventh day is a day off where all the production team get a day off all the camera crew and the sound people um and you just like chill lay by the pool all day and kind of like you know compose yourself because it is like a long long process you know you're filming from like seven in the morning till like eleven o'clock at night. And then obviously we would all like carry on drinking, you know, into that kind of thing. But that's the secret. So we don't have to all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you flew out by yourself. You weren't with you with your friends. You had to do the whole process by yourself. So at what point did you know who you were going on the show with? I didn't know up until the
1: literally the second I got on that coach. And I'm I'm not even joking. You, that is literally how good they were. I remember getting to the airport. So I literally like landed in nice yeah so basically like you know got the airport flew out they didn't know what to make of anything landed in nice A uh, producer met me in the airport literally got in like a rental car she it was just me and her she was driving me i could have been taken by any manager you know i mean Like, <laughs> 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 would a new car like? <laughs> um so yeah i just jumped in her car she drives me to the hotel they check me in and you have to like go into lockdown then in your Room, so I wasn't allowed out of my room until like the next morning when the producers come and call me. And that was when I would start filming. So obviously you get, right. and then someone from production comes into your room and like introduce themselves. Talks you through you know what to expect and like what's been happening on the coach so far um and then literally i'll never forget it i woke up about seven o'clock. they told me like i'd start filming like nine i woke up about seven but i looked out my window like my little balcony and there was the coach trip coach just right outside like my thing and i could see all the contestants getting on to the coach and i was like oh my god that's the people that i'm gonna be with um so that was literally as little information as I had. I didn't see, I did see them on the morning of just getting onto the coach. Um, so yeah, and then obviously you start filming. They make you like walk up and down with your suitcase up and down the road to get those like little action shots of you. Um, <laughs> I got on the bus and they were like, hi, so this is your partner, Andy. And I was like, oh, hi, Andy, nice to meet you. And that was just literally the moment. then, um, And it's all like caught on camera, like every minute. Oh.
0: That's crazy. And had Andy had the same, a similar thing in that he'd auditioned with someone else and they'd split them up or had he auditioned by himself as well?
1: Uh, Andy auditioned by himself anyway, um, because, because it was like the first new series of coach trip. Um, Obviously it'd been on for years, I'd never thought. And then it went off uh, for a few years and then they revamped the whole show and they brought all like youngsters on, you know, like 18 to like 30 year olds kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it was all, like, you know, the same sort of situation where we he applied as a solo artist because um, it was a new season. They were looking for solo artists as well as, like, couples kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was his.
0: I suppose that there's the chance that you two could hate each other and then that creates better TV, doesn't it? That, that's the that's the argument.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, me and Andy were really lucky, to be honest. Like, even though, I don't know if, you know, if you watch the Coach trip series, we did argue. Like, you did used to do my end but obviously you're spending literally like 12 hours a day with someone you've never met before, someone who could be completely different to you. So obviously, you, you know, you are going to bicker and things, but um yeah, me and Andy were mega lucky in the fact that we actually did get on as well kind of things. Cause imagine it was just someone like I really didn't like, I would just be like, get me off this coach. I don't want to be with this person. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Cause I, that's the thing is that sometimes I, I get really cautious about whether I'm too loud, whether I'm paying, whether I'm speaking to everybody. And sometimes I think that could come across as really annoying that maybe I'm trying too hard. Do you know what I mean It must be so difficult to get that balance, right?
1: You analyze everything. Don't you? Like, like you just said, you know, um, I wanted to go on and be myself, which I am really loud and bubbly and over the top kind of thing. And I am dramatic, you know? Um, and I want to go on and be myself. And at the same time, you're like, if I don't want to be myself too much, because what if they actually, you know, don't like me? So, do I just be a bit quieter? But then you don't want to be too quiet because then they might think you're boring. It's just that, yeah, you just analyze everything. But I mean, if you're on there for a long time, there's only so long you can pretend, you know? Like yeah. when then my first day and I was quite reserved and then... I mean, I lasted 15 days on the coach. So, you know, after like three days, four days, I think everyone kind of was like, OK, yeah, Dan is dramatic and loud, but that is Dan. He cries and screams about everything. Like, do so, I mean, it is just a whirlwind experience. And having cameras in your face 24-7, it does make you, I don't know, like, more emotional. And then if you get voted for in the vote by someone who you think is your friend, then you're like, you know, what, what even am I thinking? Like, I, is this person my friend? You just think, overthink oh, everything. Crazy.
0: That's another thing, actually. Is there any influence on the voting? Because I know there's like, Brendan becomes a bit of a mini Hitler when it comes to like, oh, you're not allowed to. No, right, guys, no talking about different uh, different votes and stuff. I know he goes quite uh, quite bossy boots about it. Is there, is there any influence on the production team about voting? Um. So
1: there's no, well, yeah, there is influence over who votes for you, because there would be things that I didn't know that were said about me. Like, obviously, you get taken off to do, like, your little mini-interviews on your own, so you can slag off the other couples kind of thing. And then you're off with a producer, and they're like, oh, do you realise that Dura said this about you, by the way? And I'm like, did they actually say that about, me? oh, well, I'm tamping they've said that. And then it kind of, you know, they drop, like, little seeds about what's said. So, it's, it's, yeah. so they kind of stir the pot a lot, let's say. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no sort of, you know, they when it would come to voting, you would have to tell a producer who you were voting for before the actual vote took place. So it wasn't like, you know, there and then um, that you said you vote because you could change it kind of thing. You know, if you hear who's been voted for and then you could be like, actually, we're going to vote for this person instead. Yeah. So, after, like, literally before the voting took place, the producer would come over and say, right, who are you voting for? We would tell them who they were voting for. They'd write it down in their little notepads. They'd say, why are you voting for them? You'd be like, because of this, 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 and this. They'd write all this down. And then when the vote takes place then, you'd be like, so tonight I'm voting for Dan and Andy, let's say. And then they'd be like, why are you voting for them? The producer would say that. And you'd be like, so we're voting for them because of blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like oh, yeah, but what about this as well? You said this as well earlier. <laughs> just, and you were like, oh, my God, I wasn't going to say that in front of their face, but now I'm going to have to. So <laughs> get away from it. The producers knew what they were doing, you know. They'd be really sneaky about it. Like, yeah, because I remember the one time me and Andy were like, yeah, but we're not going to say that to them because that's quite harsh. And then they were like, Andy, what about what you said earlier? Da-da-da. And then everyone's jaws just like dropped. <laughs> it's TV though, you know they know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not surprised. It's just it's crazy, isn't it? Because I, I, I kind of did work out that you probably do have to give you who you're voting for beforehand because you can just change it and chuck people out and stuff. So that that does make sense. But uh, yeah, I also. In the earliest season, certainly at, at the start of lockdown, I started rewatching Coach Trip from the beginning because you know we all had time on our hands. We all had to fill it somehow, so I started watching Coach Trip again. And I mentioned before because I love Brendan, but then also it's just like some of the reasons they give are ludicrous. They go, "Well, we're we're voting for for Dan and Andy today because Andy burped at breakfast and it we didn't like that." you know what I mean? It's so pathetic. <laughs>
1: because as well, like. I think a lot of people, you know, they don't want to be too mean, but then they hold holding back, you know, like why go on a Riyadh TV show if you're going to hold back? Like, I think there was one time, literally, when me and Andy voted for someone and we did give a really, really like silly reason. It was like, to be honest, like you guys are like quite quiet compared to everyone else in the group. And we just think that um, you would not, you know, have as much of a good time as everyone else. Like, I think that was the most petty reason we gave. Every other reason would be like, well, the reason why we voted for you is because you were drunk last night and told everyone to vote for them again. But so you told a single cap all that. So who are you? Do you know what I mean? It was always like good reasons. But um, yeah, like, like you said, some of the reasons are really, really petty. But then I think, you know, be a man. Tell, tell them what you really think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you get on with Brendan? Because I imagine there's hardly anybody that can't get along with Brendan.
1: Brendan is an absolute legend. I I honestly, like, if anyone's never met him, and, you know, they wonder if he's the same in person as he is during the filming of Coach Trip, he is the most lovely man I've ever met, honestly. The one day we... Um, I can't even, I'm so bad at geography, guys, right? So the one day we went from France to Spain, I believe, and we had the day off. That was our day off because we'd been filming for so long. And a few of us like with Brendan, literally sat in the bar when there was no filming, there was no production team there. And Brandon was just drinking with us, just talking about his life stories to us. And honestly, I could have listened to him talk for ages. Like he's got so many amazing stories. He's visited so many fab places. So yeah, I love him. He's a lovely person and he's so funny as well. He's, he, he makes me laugh because like, I used to be so dramatic. And he'd be, like, oh Dan's off being dramatic again. Come on now, Dan man. And like the one day, me and Andy had a big argument and I was swearing loads, and they were they showed it on TV and they were beeping it. They were like beep 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 over. What I was saying, and you just go, Brendan, damn, stop swearing! It <laughs> he was uh, he's so funny, honestly. I I always
0: it. like it when Brendan gets a bee in his bonnet about a local guide. I always love that because he's obviously international, and I, I just love it when he gets a bee in his bonnet.
1: An international tour guide, yeah, that's what he used to call himself. You <laughs> honestly like how you see Brendan on TV; he is exactly the same in person. Absolutely, what an amazing person! Oh. <laughs>
0: So what was it like once you came off coach trip? Uh, I so I presume it's very similar to, to the Britain's Got Talent sort of style in, in reality TV in that we're done with you now. It it, it, it sounds quite horrible, but it, it kind of has to be done like that. You go, that's it. Goodbye. We'll send you back. That's it. Done. Did you get taken home in a taxi as well from the, uh, from the airport?
1: He did, yeah. So
0: um, obviously
1: I lasted until the final day of filming. Um, so on the last night when all filming had finished, literally we that the final vote, you know, um, you're now going to, because on the final vote is you're now going to vote for your winners of the coach instead of you're now going to vote for the couple you want to leave. Um, So we did the final vote and the winners were announced. um, And then all the production team, like everyone literally went out because we were in Ibiza, because he was coached to Ibiza. Um, Amazing, couldn't have picked a better final best. (laughs) I love Ibiza. Um, So, yeah, we all go out in Ibiza drinking. And then literally the next morning... I had a knock at the door and it was one of the producers. They were like, Dan, you need to go. Your bus is outside waiting to take you to the airport. Your flight's in like two hours. I hadn't even packed my suitcase. I was a mess, literally. So just checked everything in my suitcase. And then next thing you know, I'm on a flight on the way back to Birmingham. Um, So yeah, then I had a taxi back to my student accommodation and then... I was that obviously I went back to uni and it didn't get shown on TV then for like three months after I think so obviously you've got that long waiting period to be like oh what are they gonna show of me kind of thing um yeah,
0: that's the fear isn't it because you haven't got the edit you haven't got the power of the edit and they could change absolutely everything you could have been nice as pie to everybody and then they can make you look evil it's just <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it
1: thing and you don't even get to see it before it is on TV so like you just said, you know, they could have made you out to be the nastiest person ever. And then you're not going to know until that night when it's your first like appearance on The Coach kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit daunting kind of thing, you know, watching me. Because um, when I went on The Coach, on my series, the first people who were on there, they had all been taken off The Coach. They all got red, carded by Brendan. I don't know if you've seen that because is this were...
0: because they all said, oh, we're not, we're not voting? Is that right?
1: They all said we're not voting for each other, we're all too much of good friends, we don't want anyone to leave because they were all on Gallo cards. Like, come on, guys, get a grip. Like you you didn't know these people before you went on a TV show. Yeah, you might have made good friends, but you must be able to pick one couple to vote for, you know? So yeah. it's the they were all voted off and by Brendan and he literally gave every single couple of red cards. Oh,
0: I bet he loved that as well. I bet you did
1: um and then obviously there's an empty coach then literally so all the new couples come in I was one of the new couples to then come in so it's quite lucky that they did that because maybe I wouldn't have came in as soon as I did you know who knows how it could have turned out but um yeah so I entered on like day 14 I think i came in of of day 30 so yeah and then I lasted right the way room until the final day I always got to drop that one in there <laughs> I thought I'd be <laughs> I thought I'd be out after two days. I literally was, that's why I didn't even pack much. I was like, oh, I'm home soon. Like everyone hate me. I'll be too loud. And then I lasted right till the final, but I didn't <laughs>
0: through in my empty suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what other shows have you done? Those are the two main ones. Your first one and coach trip was your big one. What other shows have you done?
1: Yeah. And then I've done, um, dress to impress, which is like a more recent one that I did. Um, I filmed that in like 2018. So that was like after I'd finished my degree. Um, and that was like a dating show when again where you um basically you get given a budget and you have to buy an outfit for this boy that you've never met. Um, and then he picks his least favorite outfit and that person's eliminated, and then you go shopping again and do another outfit, and then he picks his favorite outfit and then you go on a date. So that was the other one. And I went on a date with Mr. Gay Wales 2018.
0: Oh, so you won? You won that one then?
1: Of course, I won that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, that was
0: terrible. Oh, so, um, so you didn't buy you didn't buy a Welsh tracksuit for for this
1: one. <laughs> if, um I was a bit more. I was a bit older, you know. My fashion sense had changed. Now I wasn't so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what word I could use to describe me as being young, but um, yeah, obviously I won that one just because I think. My fashion sense was better than the other two guys because, the funny enough, the one guy dressed him in a rugby kit, and then the other guy dressed him in like a uh, terrible coat. Like, oh my god, it looked like someone informative coat. So, yeah, in that one then, but le- the date wasn't successful anyway. So,
0: <laughs> oh well, never mind then. Did you get to keep? Did you get to keep the outfits though? Um, well, he got to keep the
1: outfits that we bought for him. Yeah, so lucky for him. I know. <laughs> There you go, you
0: can start walking around not looking like a tramp anymore. There you go. <laughs> yeah, now
1: you've got a bit of my fat and sense for you.
0: <laughs> Is there any show that's past or present, even ones that aren't about anymore? Because I know you, you've said in, in the papers and stuff how much you, you, you like Joey Essex and how, how, how he's done uh, and transformed his career and stuff. Are there any shows that you would do anything to be on, past or present?
1: So when I was younger, it was always Big Brother that I wanted to be on. It was that was like the big kind of that's why I started out doing like little TV shows like Strip Date and things. And well, I know Coach Trip isn't a little TV show, but then like Big Brother would be like, you know, a, a bigger version of that. And Coach Trip and Big Brother, I guess, are kind of similar because you've got cameras on you all the time and, you know, you've got to like not get voted off the coach, basis. So it's kind of similar to not getting evicted, you know, Um Always wanted to do big brother but obviously that's no longer on tv but if it ever us back who knows maybe i might try an audition for it um yeah so big brother was always a dream, and then i don't know about like love island but there's obviously not a lgbt version because you've you know everyone gets super super famous of love island you know yeah. like look more for example and and you know olivia and alex couples like that so yeah if they brought out a gay love island then Something like that too. Um yeah, but other than that,
0: I don't think I don't know.
1: we we'll you have ever to... go
0: on the circle. What about the circle? See, I would
1: go on the circle, but then I would wonder who I would have to be. I couldn't think of anyone who I'd be. I'd want to be myself, you know, but then that's I'll tell you what you
0: could do. You could you could either be Brendan or you could be Andy.
1: See, that's a good idea. Now you've got me thinking. <laughs> Oh, I would do, like... Um, I don't know if you've seen recently as well, The Cabins. That was a new one. I would do some... Because uh, I'm single, obviously, so still need to try and find love. And maybe I could do it on TV. Who knows? I'm married at first sight. I would do that, too.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think I could think of anything worse. I don't think I could do it. I'm mean, like, oh, God, I can't do this. I... <laughs> the problem is, is that I've got such a short temper. Not short temper. That's wrong. I'm massively impatient. That's what it is. So... And the odd bits of TV that I do, I do get a little bit wound up about how long it takes sometimes. I'm just like, oh, how are you, man? Let's just get on with it, Joey. What are we waiting for? Oh, we're waiting for Dave. Well, where's Dave? Get him now, then. Do you know how I, mean? <laughs> I get so impatient with that sort of stuff?
1: No, it is. Yeah, it is a long process. That's true. Funny. I don't know. I'm thinking now, what else could I do? And then there's always, obviously, the idea of going into Coronation Street. So I've still got my acting degree, so... You know, you never know. I might move to London one day and you might see me as one of the Mitchells. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you never know. Ben could split up with Callum and you could you could get with Ben or Callum either or. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Do you want to write to the production team for me? On- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my word will word'll do anything, Dad. but I, I'll give it a try. Send a letter to them. They'll go, yeah, we'll put that in the bin. We don't want that. <laughs>
1: We'll see, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> What's next for you, my friend? What's next?
1: Um, well, I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, at the moment, obviously, with lockdown, the, I do you know, look at what the, like TV shows are casting, but there's sort of nothing at the minute This, I mean, I had look this morning, funnily enough, but there's nothing out there that's, like, jumping out to me kind of thing. Um, so at the minute, I'm just kind of, like, you know, doing bits on Instagram and, and things like that. Um, uh, obviously, I, w- I work um, on a in a school kind of thing now. So I'm like a drama teacher on the weekend as well. I'm um, not like a, you know, teacher like is in like sir kind of thing yet. Um, but it's, um, you know, kind of like a kid's club for like Ambram. Um So I do that on the weekends as well, which kind of keeps up my love for sort of the theatre and things. But um, yeah, with lockdown, I don't know, is not much work out there at the minute, which is a nightmare. I just hope it opens up soon. You never know, you might actually see me on Love Island. <laughs>
0: I've got one final question for you, my friend. Who of your show business friends would you like to see on this podcast?
1: Oh, see, I think you should get another Coach Trip contestant from when I was there doing my time. Maybe get Andy on, see how um, he thinks about our time on Coach Trip. Um, I don't know, and then you could always get Joey Essex and I could come and join with you as well, couldn't I?
0: (laughs) Okay, then, right. I've written Andy down and Joey Essex. If I get Joey, I will invite you on, Dan. Please do. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, mate. No worries. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, bye. The Cal Halbert Podcast. And there we go, my friends. That was my chat and chimwag with Dan Marchetti. Uh, it's a very, very funny man. Uh, he makes me laugh a lot. And he's a lovely, lovely guy as well. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can You can on Patreon. Uh, and if you can, give it a share with all your friends. That would be amazing. And if you can, give us five stars. That really helps us out. I know, I'm know i asking a lot of you. I know I am. But, uh, hey, chai bands getting out. That's, that's a phrase I learnt since I moved up here. Basically, if you don't ask, you don't get, don't you? anyway right see you next week well you'll hear me next week you might see me i don't know if you follow me on the if you're my friend you, you might see me and if you follow me on social media you, you'll definitely see me but I'm, I'm waffling right hear me next week <laughs> the cal halbert podcast you've been listening to a calvert media production